Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, the Monday Night Raw edition for September 19th, 2016. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined once again, as always, by Matt Morgan and Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Giri. Great to see you guys. Uh, Matt, man, you are looking jacked. It is just, uh, you know, people are going to start suspecting you're on the comeback trail. Something's happening. Calls are being made. You know, Billy Corgan's <laughs> in your ear. Uh, but Matt, uh, in a word, uh, what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? Sort of give us the high level. <laughs> Sorry, short, one sound short succinct sweet i like it raj what did you think i thought it was all right um i i don't i, I don't think rain should have beaten kevin owens but they kind of booked themselves into a corner there mm -hmm. but uh i thought the last hour really made the show no, it definitely uh, picked up the momentum somewhat. Uh, you know, my opinion tonight really felt like three hours, which I don't know is always a good thing, but uh, sure we'll, you know, have a lot to get into as we go match by match, moment by moment, and talk about what happened. So tonight we were live from Memphis. We started the show off, and Roman Reigns came out to a mixed reaction from the crowd. Uh, Stephanie so yeah, we say mixed. I don't know. I, I think I feel like uh, with Reigns now, the people that want to hear the boos hear the boos, and then the people that like Reigns say like, oh well, the booing wasn't that loud no <laughs> this was very this this was distinctual booze and he was the opening act on top of it which gets automatic pops by the way oh yeah you, you usually only have to have two legs and two working arms to get a pop and he managed to flub that up not him but how they booked him yeah yeah so uh he came out stephanie came out uh talked about you know what's been going on the situation coming up that we're gonna what happened last week obviously with reigns versus uh owens that we we're gonna have a rematch later that night talking about what was gonna happen with reigns versus rusev uh clash of the champions uh for the united states belt of course leading up to rollins versus owens for the wwe universal championship um it was announced that we'd see rollins versus rusev later in the night because of their interference in the main event last week and, uh, you know, it, it set up where we're going for Clash of the Champions. I guess this is as good a time as any. I mean, uh, Matt, how do you feel about how they've handled these storylines with both uh, Rusev versus Reigns and then Rollins versus Owens coming to Clash of the Champions? Do we feel like this is going to be different enough from what we've seen uh, in the buildup to this to, to warrant its pay-per-view status? These are two definite pay-per-view status matches, no question in my mind. The ones that I'm excited to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, we'll get to the last match later, I'm sure, right, Raj? Um, but I just, I, like I said, the, the night when he st started off again with the only stars I saw in the ring early on was Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon. Um, you know, someone watching this show, there's no question who, who those stars were. Um, 
it's even somebody that's not familiar with wrestling, you know, like my mom, she's not up to date with what's going on. And, you know, she immediately, well, she recognizes Mick, obviously, but nonetheless, they carry themselves like stars. They talk like stars. They act like stars. Everybody else is still playing wrestler. Um, that's not a shot against, like, say, Roman, but my shot against Roman is the fact that he got booed out of that building coming out first, and that is almost an, uh, an impossible feat. So congratulations, Roman. That was very good. Um, but uh, I, I just – itself, the, the setup, the booking, yeah, they booked themselves into a corner like you said, Raj. No question about that. And uh, I, I will get to it later, obviously, what I, what I think of the match, the main event, um, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I will say this. I, I felt like this was the first week that Seth Rollins felt like a baby face. You know, like he he kind of – yeah, I mean, he's been booked like one for the past couple, but yeah, the first time it, it, it felt like it. And, 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 you know, you, you kind of felt like it was starting to, to take. Uh, so, but then it kind of kills him every time then he's trying to talk to Stephanie about, you know, uh, you know, why she did what she did. It just kind of takes it back. Uh, you know, I think it's time to completely move away, uh, Rollins from Steph, but, um, yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, they, they, they sold a cage match, which, you know, up against the NFL, they got their asses handed to them last week, so they needed something. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was a good thing. I thought there was too much Mick Foley on the show. Um, but other than that, uh, I thought the opening segment worked. It does seem like they've been uh, incorporating Mick more and more into as a through line in the storylines and in his role as GM. Um, I mean, wh- what do you guys think just in general with that? Uh, tonight, I mean, he flubbed some lines at the start of the Cruiserweight introduction. But do, do you think they're, they're doing a little too much to make him front and center with keeping uh, Triple H out of the picture and having it be the Mick and Stephanie show? It, yes, I do. I think that, that the, the, the – they started to do a decent job of pushing today's stars, you know, yeah. today and tomorrow stars. Now these are stars now, not stars of tomorrow. And they were starting to actually follow through on that to a degree after the whole, um, you know, after triple H Stephanie left, left the scene for a minute there. But even that, the, she still came back. It's just too much. They don't, we don't need to see them every single week. We just don't, you know, that's the only way new stars will develop is to give them, you know, the full weight of the show, you know, what do they, I don't know what they're, what they care about. They, they're, they're locked into a contract on, on USA. You know, this is the time to, to continue to go forward with, with today's and tomorrow's stars. You, you don't need these people. I understand there's certain shows like tonight against Monday Night Raw. We need to do something different. Fine. I understand that. Putting McFoley on the 39 times is not the way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was tired of him by the end, but the one thing, they still haven't followed up on the Triple H thing. You know, it's been what, three weeks now. Three ep- This is the third episode of Raw since Owens won the yeah. title. And that was their big cliffhanger. And to not follow up on it at all. Hmm. Uh, you know, Stephanie and Triple H live together. It's like, are you supposed to believe like they haven't spoken <laughs> about it since that night? Um, it's just lazy that they, that they haven't followed up. Maybe they will at Clash of Champions. Maybe Triple H shows up or, or next week. But, man, three weeks and to not have any kind of real explanation is just it's just weak and it just makes me believe which you see all the time um that they don't know how to get out of uh, the storyline so they're kind of yeah. kind of moving on i hope that's not the case but uh we've hey, seen that happen many times hey raj can i just give some somebody a really quick two second cheap plug i'm getting text messages from sean davari who watches the show by the way he's a huge fan sure uh, that said 
WWE, you need to, if you're hiring new cruiserweights back, this needs to be somebody you guys were looking at. He's not asking me to say that out. He's going to be pissed I said that. But that's why I'm ribbing him right now. But uh, they need to hire his ass back. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Sorry. Yeah, his brother, Arya, uh, looked great in the Cruiserweight Classic, too. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I think there's a, a lot you can too. do with both. Yeah, Sean, it's a hell of a talent. You know, he yeah. – uh, he, he got unfortunately got sidelined into that Muhammad Hassan gimmick, but uh, yeah. he's, he's a great talent. Thanks, Raj. <laughs> cool. So let's talk about Rollins versus Rusev tonight. Uh, this was an interesting match before we had a plug uh, for the WWE Studios film Interrogation starring The Edge and Lana. Uh, so I actually watched this movie over the weekend, so it's not, oh, really? you know, yeah, you know, I like I like B movies and bad action movies in the WWE studio. Uh, uh, sort of uh, there you go, it's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I have to say, like, I almost fell asleep during it, and then it's got an end that is so just bonkers that that you're just like, okay, well, the the nutso ending completely redeemed what was sort of a <laughs> eh, uh, movie going through it. But I thought it was interesting that yeah, I bet you that. Edge and Lana haven't seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and Lana, it's like they only have. Lana for a day. She's in the same room uh, for all her scenes almost, with the exception of like two. She's just in a room at a computer saying things occasionally. Um, like it was very, very, very little use of her. Um, I think she barely had more to do in this than Summer Rae did in the Marine Four. But uh, okay. yeah, at least Summer Rae got a good, cool fight scene, you know? Um, right. Yeah, in the woods. But uh, so it's good to see their plug in interrogation. Good to see uh, Edge is getting some work as, as a leading man. Um, and there's a guy in there that looks so much like Tommaso Ciampa, they should have just said Tommaso Ciampa's in the movie because uh, yeah. they cast a guy as uh, one of the cops, one of their partners that uh, is a dead ringer for him. Uh, but anyhow, so we went to uh, Rollins versus Rusev and it ended by double count out, which I thought was interesting. But Matt, what did you think of the match itself? I, I say it one more time. I'm sorry. I missed the last. Oh, part. what did you think of the match itself of Rollins versus Rusev before the double count out? Loved it. Loved it. Anything that Seth Rollins touches, I'm in love with. Um, but when Rusev is another guy I'm hugely high on at the moment, you know, I was really excited to see that that match get, get made tonight. Uh, booking purposes, not so much, but and how the finish went down, that's the only way it could go down. I, I, I know many people won't like it. I liked it because I like both guys. I feel they both were protected. Nobody else would probably agree with that, but uh, that's what I liked about it. Um, awesome psychology as usual. Great athleticism. The guys killed it tonight. Yeah, I mean, I ultimately I agree. I, you know, my feeling is always like the world title match should be the big match, and I'd like to see the challenger and the champion kind of like looking strong going into that match. Whereas in this episode, both the champion and the challenger, neither guy won. Uh, but they are pushing those two matches as, as the two big matches. So uh, I, I don't think it's the right time to beat Rusev. I didn't think it was the right time to beat Reigns again after they beat him last week. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought it, I thought it was fine the way it ended. And what was interesting is after that, they went to a segment backstage with Dana Brooke and Charlotte. Now here they incorporated this week what uh, you guys were talking about on this very podcast last week about the uh, the double pin between Bailey and Sasha. Um, Raj, to you first, do you think this is uh, creative, that it was unintentional and this is creative reacting to all the kerfluffle on the Internet about this? I, I do. I, I think I felt I think they felt like they had to follow up on it somehow. Um. But I, 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 I know we're going to get to the match in a second, but beating Bailey again, she's been on the main roster for, what, three weeks now and beaten, been beaten twice. Uh, I guess that probably means that she's winning this Sunday, that she's winning the title. Yeah. But, but, man, I, I would not have her right off the bat, you know, dro- dropping that many matches. Yeah. yeah. Matt, what did you think about how to handle that? 
exact identical thing. <laughs> Literally, word for word is what I was just going to say. Um, I hate that. Uh, ladies on the money. Yeah. No, and I, it's interesting, though. So so what they did tonight was they added Bailey to the women's championship match at Clash of right. the Champions on Sunday. Now it's going to be a triple threat, which, man, it's, it seems like – I know we joked about this last week with Reigns, but, I mean, they're doing this on the SmackDown. I mean, the triple threat, it's – do you guys see this as more of a way for them to – are they trying to rise the, the stakes of these matches? Are they trying to get more star power involved in the matches to get people watch, as is the case with Cena and No Mercy? I mean, uh, Raj, what's your take on this from a strategic point of view? The, the, with the women's stuff? Yeah, about going for a triple threat. Uh, th these seem to be more popular. Ah, man, I, I got I to gotta tell you with these women's segments right now, um, and I think they're all, uh, well, I think Sasha, Bailey, and, and Charlotte are all, all, all ver very talented and has a lot of potential. But, man, these segments just feel like I'm running in place. It's like Sheamus and Cesaro right now. I just feel like you're seeing the yeah. same thing every week, that there's nothing really progressing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're seeing uh, Charlotte and Dana almost splitting up or splitting up, and then they're back together. Uh, she's just, mm -hmm. you know, granted, they're doing a slow, I, I don't know if it's a slow build, but they're they're going somewhere with that. But this just seems like it's going nowhere. Yeah. So, Matt, who do you think wins on uh, on Sunday? Do you think Bailey uh, gets, the, gets the belt? No, I do not. Um, I could see why you would think that because they, they, you know, it would be the easy way to go for them, believe it or not, because they've already had the plans in place at least for six months for a baby face women's champion. Mm -hmm. um, so just take Bailey and put her in what you were going to do with Sasha before the injury and before she had to drop the title. But no, I think it'll be on Charlotte and they need to do a little bit more before they drop it back to, um, I'm sorry, um, <clears throat> Sasha. Yeah. Not, not Bailey. Uh, is what I think it'll go one day, but not not not, not tomorrow. And real quick, um, you guys did not think I was going to let us get out of the segment without saying I was the very first one to <laughs> say that that was a double pin last week. <laughs> uh, I all right, all right. I think I I think I wrote it on Twitter, but but you, you were the first. <laughs> yes, to say you did. Thank you, thank you. That's all that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think they should put it on Bailey. Just from their booking, it almost looks like it, but I, I definitely don't think they should. Um, yeah, I think Charlotte should retain uh, and take Bailey out of this picture, out of this feud, have her do something else, and then bring her into the title picture down the line. Hey, real quick, guys, what what is um, uh, Becky? Who's she feuding with? Becky Lynch over on SmackDown at the moment. Alexa Bliss is going to be the the title match on No Mercy. See how perfect that would have been for Bailey. I know Monday night's a bigger show, but yeah, uh, that could have been good for Bailey if they didn't. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we do it. We did have words. So there were uh, not even rumors. I mean, it, it seemed like it was confirmed or, or at least reported that Paige was going to show up tonight. Uh, wow. that, that did not happen. Or she uh, was there. She was backstage. Yeah. Emma huh. uh, refereed a match over the weekend. So she has been cleared or is close to being Good. cleared. Um, and it seems to me like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential. See, I almost think by having Bailey mm -hmm. win, what you can do is then plug Emma or Paige into a storyline with Bailey, and people will care about it because it's for the belt. Bailey will be defending it. And I think Sasha and Charlotte um, can have their own, you know, continuation of the feud without having that necessarily. I mean, that's one direction that I could see it going in. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of possibilities now which has me hopeful uh, because when you talk about those six women on the raw roster, I think that the overall strength of each performer is higher than SmackDown's. I feel like SmackDown has some yeah. kind of, eh, you know, they're, they can wrestle or they're just kind of okay. 
but I think on Raw, I think each one of them, uh, you know, probably Dana being the weakest, but each one right. of them can can play a pivotal role in a storyline that will compel people. The, I feel like such a jerk because I'm friends with Dana, you know, in yeah. real life, but like there is a major drop off there between yeah. the rest of the girls at the top and Dana. That's why this is good. I'm happy they're carrying on the Charlotte storyline for personal reasons. For her growth, it's going to be better for her in the long run. She's getting better. She's getting more reps in and hopefully turns into what they need her to turn into at yeah. that level. Yeah, so we'll talk about that match in a second. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we, we, of course, had some backstage drama tonight uh, with Chris Jericho, his issues with Mick Foley, his compiling of a list uh, that paid off on a match <laughs> later in the show. Uh, but, uh, Matt, I want to ask you first, you know, technically not a squash in, in the formula we've seen it. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Sankara. Do you have any comment on uh, round two of this? Excuse me. Uh, this was what it needed to be. Um I, you know how I think Braun should just steamroll everybody and not even flinch yet. I still feel very strongly about that. I, I don't even think he should. I literally think it should be if somebody comes up, smacks him in the face, it's one of those, <laughs> and then eats the guy alive. I think he still should be at that stage. I know fans are like, come on, we've seen that a million times. You've done that a million times. Everybody above six foot six has done that a million times. Yes, you are correct, but there's a rhyme and reason for it. Um, and the the more they build him, the more they can start stealing pay-per-views with him as a main event, believe it or not, down the road, way down the road. And when I say stealing a pay-per-view, what that is is when you take like a Nathan Jones or someone like that or someone with my look and you, you make us monsters for about two months straight. And then you have us go up against someone, let's say, at the intercontinental level and we lose to them. You know, we made that guy look better and he beat a monster in the process. You know, that's all Braun, I think, will end up being. I don't think he's going to be a heavyweight champion anytime soon or something like that. Yeah, I think lack of options, he, he may get, you know, farther True. up. Yeah, you're but, right, you're right. Uh, but uh, he's definitely not ready. And I, I don't, you know, they've been doing this for a couple months now, and the crowd still doesn't react to him, you know. He's he's yeah, still met right. with silence. So, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. But uh, do, do you, let me ask you this as a fan, Raj, um, both of you guys actually, let me ask you both this. Is it because you guys, well, maybe you're not the right one's ass, because you guys know you're, this is predictable what's going to happen. You know he's going to squash these guys nine out of ten times. Is that why you wouldn't react as a fan, or is it his look? Is it? Uh, he, he, his matches suck. Um, he's green in the ring. Uh I mean, I think it's a combination of all that. His look, he, when I look at him, I'm not like, it's, it's not like a, a Brock Lesnar or someone where it's just like, whoa, what, you know, look at that guy. He's just, he's just a big dude, but you've, we've been seeing big guys in pro wrestling forever. Uh, other right. than that, he does, he just doesn't stand out to me uh, wow. okay. for, for someone you want in that kind of special attraction, you know, kind yeah. of. Uh, so when you role. see him, you're not like, holy smack or holy whatever. This guy's humongous. You don't get that reaction. I, I get, yeah, I get that he's humongous, but yeah. not necessarily impressive. I, he's, I think, he's muscular, cool. but I'm just not like, wow, that, that guy is just like cool. larger than life. Yeah. Gotcha. But I think the way that they present him, though, I mean, Matt, I mean, you have a big imposing look. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this is to be taken seriously. But I think Braun, I mean, he looks like a big bearded baby man. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, and it's kind of weird. I mean, I think. No, they could you're right. Of, There's something with his eyes. I've always liked it. Like, he, he doesn't look. You're, you're right with whatever you just said. That That is so true. Dude, you could put him in a beard uh, at Christmas time and he can make a department store Santa. He's got yeah. kind of like a, yeah. a jolly look to him. Like if yeah. he was smiling, yes. he looks like a. A happy-go-lucky guy. 
and that's Paul the problem. Bunyan or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe give him some vignettes. Have him be the gentle giant that when he gets pushed over the edge, flips a switch. I mean, what's his character? Yeah. You know, he's out of the Wyatt compound. I mean, we talked about this after the draft. You know, I was joking there should be some vignettes of him adapting to life in the big city or on the road apart from the Wyatts. Mm. Um, but that's the thing. It's like his character is he's a destroyer. But what's the angle there? You know, I mean, with Nia Jax, at least you could say like, oh, she doesn't look like a standard diva. So, you know, she's kind of a rough and tumble girl. Um, yeah. I, but, but you know what I'm saying? Though? I'm saying with Braun, they, I mean, there's nothing aside from he's just this big, strong dude that plows through people. And that's fine. But I think that you either need to define him as a character or make the matches more inventive. Yeah. And the reason James Elworth, you know, uh, was set, raised, set the bar perhaps too high for these is that if you give him really colorful opponents that have different strategies, you know, that that yeah. make it seem like they're going to do something that's funny and entertaining at least even though we all know how it's going to end but when it's kind of predictable and with sinkara i mean i guess the best you could say is like well since sinkara is not some local jobber maybe right. sinkara has a chance but i think uh they're not building it like that they're not doing like they did bailey versus naya where it was like oh bailey's figuring out naya's weakness is gonna choke you know it's like luke skywalker gotcha. versus the versus uh, uh what was it uh the rancor you know a jabba's yeah, palace yeah. It, it, it's not like that with these guys that are going up against them i don't feel like they have a chance oh well, gotcha. well this is their formula uh it 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 works once in a while if it if it ends up catching on uh we'll see it just hasn't yet you know but yeah. this is this formula for huge guys yeah, well, and, and for Bo Dallas, as we'll talk about uh, yeah. later in the show. Um, so, of course, uh, Braun won that match against Sinkara. I don't know if we're going to see another chapter in that. It wasn't announced, though, tonight that, uh, as I predicted, Clash of the Champions kickoff show, Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax, that storyline is continuing. But I'm curious if Braun and Sinkara goes anywhere or if this is the last that we've seen of that. Uh, so let's talk about the tag match itself of Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Dana Brooke and Charlotte. As we pointed out earlier, Charlotte and Dana Brooke did win and Bailey took the pin. And by uh, Raj's booking uh, algorithm, that means Bailey could <laughs> very well uh, get the get the win at Clash of the Champions. Um, but what did you think of the match itself? Uh, Matt, to you first. I know you talked a little bit about it earlier, but did you think this was a better demonstration of the four women's skills? Yes. Um, yes, it was. Um, but again, um, I think they're, they're, they're stuffing too much together. Yeah. And because of that, it's Bailey that's going to come up on the end of the short end of the stick. That's my opinion. As far as getting over organic, she doesn't need all this extra crap. She's, she, she's so organically over on her own. Just let her do her thing, get the hell out of her way, and, and, and stop messing it up for her. That's what is bugging me. Is okay, well, what else do you want, Matt? She's working at the top with the top girls. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is true. But not everybody can get over. Okay? And because Charlotte's a champion, and because Sasha's Sasha, by proxy, to my, my opinion, Bailey's third of the, of the three. And that's not what we should be recognizing right now. It's way too early for us to be thinking that right now. She should be just doing a thing against somebody completely different. I don't care if it's a nobody. I really don't. Just let Bailey go out and do her thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And, I, and, and you know, I thought the match was fine. It's hard for me to get into it now just because they've been doing this combination, at least with Charlotte, oh, Dana, and yeah. Sasha for months now. You know, it's every week yeah. they're kind of doing the same thing. Some. Yeah, a uh, variation of a tag match or uh, mm -hmm. three-way, and it's after a while you start caring. At least do some storyline angles, or, or you know, like uh, just mm -hmm. interviews or something to kind of keep the stories going without just doing a match every week of some combination of those guys, yes. those girls. So, 
Yeah, it um, runs it into the ground. It really takes away any of the specialness of it. And I hate, I, I hate to break the internet community out there, internet wrestling community, I'm sorry, that uh, guess what? Your beloved cruiserweights are going to be in the same god, you know, the, <laughs> the boat, same boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, mark my words. Give yeah, it, when you, it, I give it two months. Yeah, uh, you, you have such a small roster of guys in that division that – Unless, I mean, they if they brought in like an Austin Aries or someone like a top heel uh, yeah. that can really uh, g- get it going on a character level, um, you know, yes. it'll definitely. But those gonna... these particular guys that they brought in, though, is what you know what I mean. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about Bo Dallas versus uh, now. Now Gary Graham. Now was it? Did I hear this wrong? The internet is reporting that this is Michael P.S. Hayes's grandson but i thought one of the comment uh commentary team said he looks like michael hayes's grandson do you guys uh did i, did I hear that wrong did you guys hear that comment you're following this way too closely no i did hear that yeah. uh, i think i think they were saying that he looked like him i think if it was michael hayes's grandson they would have made a bigger deal they wouldn't just throw him out like this and and say it they would have given him some random name and and not mentioned it so I, I I don't think yeah. that was actually his grandson, but you know, it, this week if you were to spot the job guy, I would have picked Bo Dallas to have been the job guy, you know, <laughs> not knowing if you didn't know who was who. I thought the other guy looked more like a star than Bo Dallas. Yeah, yep. I mean, so I mean, Matt, what do you think of these matches, and and do you think it's succeeding? I, I mean, you described last week the scenario perfectly oh. of what it's like from being a talent where this is your chance to sink or swim, go out yeah. there, prove that you got something with this or else. Um, he was did, doomed. He was, I know where you're going. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was doomed. Yeah. He's, he's first, he's sinking and it's not him that's sinking. It's how they did him is that it's causing him to sink. They, by having him in that, um, was a social outcasts, um, and doing nothing even before that really with the whole believe crap. Um, yeah, it's funny, but that that's sorry, that, that that'll never draw any kind of money. Um, this kid was in FCW, like I said last week, was supposed to be a huge star when he got called up one day. They should have left his ass alone and not brought him up if they didn't have anything big for him, you know? That because he is talented and he is a natural baby face. He can sell his butt off and he can work. And he's young. This is somebody that we could have been talking about as not another Randy Orton, but you know, maybe a tier below that as far as a generational talent with his family lineage and yada, 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 ad nauseum. But at the end of the day, it's sink or swim, and they did him no favors with what they did before they asked him just like, what, a few weeks ago, hey, kid, here's your chance. Go get over. Here's a sweet singlet for you. That's literally what it feels like. And here's a, here's a stupid sign. They gave him a sign. The sign is it, it's even worse because you're giving him comedy beforehand and yes. trying to make it look serious during the match. Yes. And, and, and you know what they could have done? I mean, they have Curtis Axel. They could have just had it that Bo and Curtis lose a couple weeks in a row and then Bo just kicks the crap out of Curtis. It gives him motivation for why he turned yeah. or whatever. At least yeah. it gives him a storyline for being more aggressive. And that, But to just randomly start giving him squash matches and showing yeah. this aggressive side, it, it's just not working. I'll tell you what this is. This is what they do a lot of the time when they want to wipe their hands clean eventually of a certain talent um, yeah. and, and say to them, well, look, we gave you your opportunity. Remember, we told you this is sink or swim time, right? This is what they sometimes will do. I'm not saying it's happening with him, but it has happened in the past with some of my friends. I've seen it um, where you're almost set up to fail. They'll give you two months worth of this type of matches and type of booking. You know, whether it's every week on TV, which he's getting, luckily, versus every other week. Um, 
and it is set up by design to fail. Like nobody can come out of it usually when they set it up this way, especially him with how he was previously booked. I mean, he, there's nothing he could have. I mean, put him with his brother. I've said it last week. I'll say it again. That would have been awesome to watch the slow turn into this dark Bo Dallas and then kick-ass Bo Dallas in the ring, aggressive Bo Dallas. Would have been cool. So I don't – because that's so obvious, you know, I think it's so obvious to put him with his brother. And the fact that they didn't, I don't think that's a good sign for him. Yeah. In fact, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God, they could have done something amazing where, you know, I mean, Bray Wyatt, I mean, the character famously raised in an orphanage, Sister Abigail, guess what? Your long-lost brother is Bo Dallas. Separated at birth, now you have to learn it. It's like perfect strangers, but with brothers, they're coming together as adults. too easy. Too easy. That's why it doesn't look good for him. You know, I feel bad for him. They they never do these, like, long, like, slow-build storylines anymore. Now that they got the the brand splits, they still don't do it, you know, where (laughs) you're you're (laughs) developing a character, taking it somewhere, and having these twists and turns, just like any TV show, but no, I mean, still yeah. not doing it. It's still the same formulaic stuff. Well, and if it's going to be comedy, which is clearly what this is meant to be with when he's coming out there, I think if it's going to be comedy, it should at least be like a modicum of humor, a little bit funny, but I don't think, I mean, this is, it's just, it's awkward. It's awkward for, I feel like Bo thinks it's awkward. I mean, just everyone involved is just sort of like, you know, sort of patiently waiting this out or hoping it's better. To me, this is making the social outcast look like the goddamn NWO, like in comparison, you know? Uh, I mean, I would love to see the social outcast back on TV uh, compared to, to sitting through this each week. I mean, weird stuff sometimes works i mean the whole make darren young great again thing with bob backland that went from being sort of an awkward 60 seconds of tv each week to, to for me at least a high point uh, uh, a high point that bob backland coming into the ring and yanks his shirt off he's still wearing the suspenders you know and he's doing the get off my lawn old man crazy come on that's comedic gold it's not comedic gold it's it's mildly amusing <laughs> Well, compared to this, compared to Bo, Bo Leave and the evil Bo Dallas, you know, which one would you pick, Raj? Which one would you, you know, uh, none of it? In? WWE has way too much campy humor that doesn't that doesn't. It's not effective. It's not causing people to get over. It just makes people embarrassed to watch it, and people are turning out in droves. Uh, you know, when football season starts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of, you know, if you got something that's that's good, uh, let's keep it running as uh, the the full hilt. Um, best of seven, match six, Sheamus versus Cesaro. I I have to say I thought tonight was was better where Cesaro got the win. I mean, it's clear that you know now that now they're tied. The final match, as we predicted, is going to be a clash of the champions. Ooh. Um. Uh, yeah, but I don't know where they go from there. I mean, unless this is leading up to Cesaro going into SmackDown, I don't home. see how this is going to. Hopefully, they go home. Yeah. When the ring, the ref says go home. It's on the end of the match. That's what I was saying with this angle. Hopefully, they go home. Absolutely. Yeah. And they still won't say what title like they're going to get a title shot at. They're like a championship match, you know. So I bet they still don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, again, I it's just. A way to get to keep them on TV every week without have to, having to think too hard. Uh, but I will say this: after this match, I thought the show got a lot better. Um, yeah. And then the match again, it was fine. It's just you've seen it every week. You've seen it a ton of times now. So uh, it's just you can only watch the same same two guys so many times before you just check out. Uh, I don't think we t- did. We talk about that Mick Foley Chris Jericho uh, backstage segment. 
No, uh, I gave mention briefly. to it. I thought we'd uh, talk a little more in depth about Chris Jericho's list. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. I thought yeah, Jericho and Foley backstage. That was, I mean, those guys playing off each other so well. I mean, just total pros. I mean, it was it was right. hilarious. Didn't seem scripted, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. That was comedic gold, and it wasn't scripted. That was not scripted. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And that, that's what they need to be able to do with today's guys. You got to give them the ball. You know, sink or swim. You want to say the sink or swim in the ring? Same on promos. Yeah. Give these guys an opportunity. You know, I know you have to earn it, but there's some that I feel have. Well, it was interesting because with Jericho being out there, I thought that was that was definitely the, the funniest thing of the night, perhaps the most entertaining segment of the night um, yeah, as far was. as pure inter- entertainment value. And I thought it was interesting that that ended up being the, the promo off that everyone cuts off everyone's entrance and uh, kind of uh, developed into this, you know, 10 man tag match, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Um, but I guess that it was the, the best way out of it after it went on. Uh, just just one footnote. I know you were saying, uh, Raj, about where do they go with Cesaro versus Sheamus and what title? I have a feeling if I just had to th- predict the weirdest bad WWE booking, it'll be Mick Foley will say the title you'll get the shot at is the tag title because now you two have to team up and enter the tag team division. Um, and you know, now that I say it, I'm like, is that a bad idea or could that actually work? I don't know, but I'm, I'm not expecting a serious storyline with either one of them going up against Rusev or Owens, um, not in the current climate at least. But uh, so let's talk about the 10 man tag. Obviously when we had New Day, we had Gallows and Anderson, we had the Shining Stars, we had Enzo and Cass, and then we had Jericho and Sami Zayn. Um, Matt, how do you think they dealt with that with so many people in the ring, so much going on? I mean, what did you think of the match? Uh, there's so much that went on. So I know there's a lot to talk about, and we don't really have the time for it. Um, but real quick, I, I just – it was a good – it was it was what it needed to be, the match itself. Um, the, the, the two guys that needed to go over did. Um, I loved how it started off when it was, you know, uh, Zoe and Kaz that came out first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was going to be them only. Um, at that point, I was, had high hopes, you know, and then immediately you heard the, you know, the turn my TV off heat that your boys got when their music hit, <laughs> the shining stars. Um, but they were pissed, like not in a good heat kind of way, you know, the fans, but I don't blame them. Um, you know, but then, you know, the, the, the stuff in the ring, you know, they're talking about, you know, um, uh, Gallows and Anderson being badasses and being smash, you know, smash mouth wrestlers again, going back to the ruse, what got brought them to the dance kind of stuff. Okay, then why are we still putting them in these stupid promos when, when we're trying to have them outwit people? If that's what you want to do, then get them away from that altogether. They don't need to come out and say anything. Just have them come out and punch someone right in the mouth. That's what you do with those two. If you don't, if you want to. You know, and the announcers did a great job on that, by the way. The whole match talking about Gallows and Anderson being badasses, by the way. I loved that. I thought they did a very good job focusing on that. Uh, they didn't announce that match for the pay per view, right? Enzo and Cass against the Shining Stars. I, that seems like that's where they're headed, but I don't. This pay per view is this Sunday. I don't remember them saying that. Not God, the Shining Stars are on a pay per view. Yeah, so that's probably going to get announced later this week. But, uh, you know, if, if, gosh, I hope that this is the end of the feud, like this Sunday with the Shining Stars and Enzo and Cass can move on. Because, you know, again, as as soon as they came out tonight, the place goes nuts. It's like uh, it just puts it just changes the mood of the show, and and to have yes. them relegated to the, you know this feud is is just uh, just a waste of them. talent. 
Well, it is. is it weird though, from a Gallows and Anderson point of view? I mean, I'm thinking this over now. I mean, the entire tag team division on Raw is is comedy, or or characters with a comedic edge. I mean, yeah. Gallows and Anderson have had that, but there's no one serious for them to go up against. Uh, you know, just as a, that's what works though. That's what yeah. works. They don't need to. That that's why. That's why they're so great, right? Are you yeah. kidding me? They stand out even more because of that. Let everybody bounce off them with the stupid comedy crap. It'll make the the, the 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 people trying to be funny that much funnier. Yeah. And then those guys seem even more bigger badasses than they really are because they're not playing those games. You know, you want to go play grab ass, go play with Kofi and, you know, those guys, you know. New Day is all about grab ass. Yes, definitely. Grab ass for days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like this, by throwing having too many people in the match, the, the stories got kind of lost that you're trying to tell. Why do you guys all pop? Maybe not you guys, but the fans in general, when there's a huge melee in the ring. I'm going to ask you that. They, got, they always get a great reaction. Why is it when multiple wrestlers get into a fight and start punching each other, fans lose their themselves, their minds? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. You know, ever since um, – I remember when watching Wrestling with Shadows almost got 20 years ago. It's been <laughs> long. But I remember, I mean, they talked about that as the planned finish for HBK and you know, the Montreal screw job. And to me, anytime you have a bunch of guys rush the ring, to me, that starts screaming like, we had no other way to end this. Like, we kind of painted it, wrote ourselves into a corner. Um, let's just have everybody go into a brawl in the middle of the ring. You know, mm-hmm. uh, have guys come out from the back. Anytime I see uh, any anything from that, a tag match or, or whatever, I, to me, it's like they had no other way to end this. Um, so it's like, let's just have it go into a brawl. I think people like it because they feel like, you know, it's got a little bit of a shoot, like maybe chaos is, is just happening. It's it's exciting for that reason, perhaps. I don't know. But to me, or they easy. know the finish is coming, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, no, like how the match starts, how the match started, like oh, they yeah, all started right. punching yeah, each other and going crazy on each other. Like, I don't get the people went, yeah, that's crazy a good point. They do, they do go crazy for that spot every time. I don't know, I do not know. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the debut of the uh, cruiserweights in a second. Of course, uh, the faces won that match. Uh, but first, hey, if you were looking at Mick Foley and Chris Jericho tonight and saying, man, these guys both look like they're in the best shape of their lives, there's a reason why. DDP Yoga. DDP Yoga has changed countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Of course, as we said, uh, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, they all swear by it. And DDP has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android devices. So you got no excuse because you can take it anywhere with you. The cool thing about the app is that you can track more than just your workouts. You can also connect it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, track your calories, your heart rate in real time, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP Yoga mat, or even while you're out mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking, measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the app. And DDP Yoga Now subscribers, you're not going to get tired of doing the same workouts over and over again because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. It's literally like having Diamond Dallas Page kick your ass into gear. DDP even hosts his own cooking show on the app, showing you how to make healthy food taste amazing. And for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 15% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating and get started now. ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank DDP Yoga for sponsoring the show. So tonight, the cruiserweights arrived. Um let's uh let's just break it down i mean we had this tease throughout the night we had a couple of uh vignette segments that introduced us to rich swan uh grand metallic 
Cedric Alexander and the Brian Kendrick. Uh, it was a fatal four-way match to determine who's going to go for the belt on Saturday, on Sunday night's Clash of the Champions. Uh, now, Matt, since you pointed out earlier that this is going the way of the women's revolution with the cruiserweights arriving all being in mm -hmm. one segment and seeing mm -hmm. how that could very well be how they're going to be packaged going forward, yeah. which I, I had that same thought. What did you think of the match itself and how they how they set them up? Going forward, Glenn, I would like to take this time to inform you, Raj, and the viewers. Going forward, I want you to refer to him properly. His name is uh, Grand Medalik. Medalik. There you go. Yeah. Why don't you say it that way from now on? Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, it's yeah. It, it, I was ex I was stoked for Brian Kendrick. First of all, a good friend busts his butt. Probably thought his career was done. Now look at him. You know. So I'm excited about that. The personal story that I know of. You know. But with that said, I mean, there's so many other cruiserweights out there that that I don't care what the contractual statuses are with other companies. Throw money at them. Get them there. If you want this to work, you've got to have the best cruiserweights to do this and to make it work. Their mindset needs to be different as well. The fact that they sandwiched them all together tonight tells me their mindset is not any different this time around. I watched this when I was on SmackDown. They rejuvenated the SmackDown uh, cruiserweight division. You know, um, they, they, and they brought over big stars. They brought people over, you know, the, the biggest stars in the cruiserweight division at the time. It didn't work then um, because they just don't have the right booking philosophy behind it. You know, they're going to see it as a gimmick. And because it's a gimmick and a niche, they're going to continue to book it that way and they'll give them a segment that'll be it it won't be very uh, character driven like it needs to be like tonight what we saw is maybe the next few weeks will be the most character driven stuff we'll see out of that division that's my prediction i'd give it a month before it starts going downhill and we don't know crap about these guys yeah i i mean i'm, I'm gonna stay optimistic <laughs> right now uh just the match hopefully was insane. i'm sorry raj the match was insane by the way i love the match sorry yeah, the match was great. I, I, I thought it was different from what you've seen on Raw in a long time. Almost reminded me of the Monday Nitro days back in, back in the day when they yeah. yes. first had the Cruiserweights on. Just got the crowd going. The crowd was quiet at the beginning. They were going by the end. Um, I thought mm -hmm. Cedric Alexander looked great. Grand Metalik looked awesome. Uh, Kendrick, who he, he, you know, he's, I think he's kind of the heel uh, of this group. So, uh, yes. he did the least and, and, and got the win, but I thought, you know, I thought, I think Brian Kendrick could make a great heel. So, um, hopefully triple H has his hands on this thing. They let him drive and, and, you know, they, so. they take it, but you know, the, the problem I've had with like NXT a lot of times where they assume that the roster knows who, you know, who these NXT guys are, um, they didn't show TJ Perkins in person to the crowd. You know, he's your cruiserweight yeah. champion. And to not have him come out, they could have had him come out, introduce yeah. him before the match and, and do commentary or have him come out and shake Kendrick's hand after the match to, to sell, you know, the, the pay-per-view this yeah. Sunday. To not have him come out at all, I thought was a big mistake um, if you're trying to get that title over. That was really weird because, yeah, I mean, he's a title holder now on Raw, defending his title at the first Raw-only pay-per-view with Clash of the Champions. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, foreshadowing. Is not different. 
Well, and, and Matt, you know, you're spot on. I mean, that's what I was thinking with this is that there's no character development except for, for Brian Kendrick. They didn't really do anything to put any of the guys over to tell you their motivation. I felt like with him, it was great talking about how he used to be with the company, how, you know, he's get, he's not getting any younger. Um, and this is, this is, you know, really his last shot that gives a nice storyline and through line. Aside from that, they might, in my opinion, I mean, again, I thought the match was, was really good, but this might have well had guys come out and ride motorcycles in the ring. Uh, maybe he had a, uh, a bull riding exhibition um you know maybe have some uh, gymnasts come out i mean that's what it felt like to me it was like and now we're going to have the cruiserweights come out and put on a demonstration that's verbatimly how they look at that you know yeah. that right? that's literally how they think of it it's oh we're a variety show this is the next side yeah, act let's have some dudes come out and spin plates that's still an art form in the year 20 really how it is i'm the i'm the bearded woman a strong man whatever way you want to look at it the giant same thing yeah, and uh, I, and that's that's my fear is that we're going to just see the same, you know, I guess five guys. Or is there a sixth? Did they, did they sign a sixth that we didn't the, see? Uh, I don't know. Kota Ibushi is not signing. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Why? didn't sign. So Why? Why didn't he sign? Do we know? I think Ibushi uh, just doesn't want to wrestle full-time. And, and, Z- uh, and Sabre Jr.? I think Sabre just got bad vibes while he was there that uh, they weren't going to use him well. Damn. So... Um, so yeah, two of the two of the major star, you know, two of the guys who really should be at the yes. top, uh, not being there. But yes, um, yeah, yeah I mean, maybe we'll they see. maybe they sense something with how how this uh, division was going to be used, or or who knows, maybe just the timing is yeah. wrong. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to stay optimistic. Uh, first week, I thought the match was great. Um, I'm a little old school. I'd prefer a little more selling and storytelling, but I thought for right. first time, first impression, you want to, as a different division, you want to show how right. different it is. And, and they did. So I thought, I thought it was good. Here's my question. Does this open up Pandora's box now to the fact that let's be honest, the WWE today's day and age, they've gone away from guys with my look per se, minus Braun Strowman, but as a whole, the quicker, more athletic guys, the guys that have, Five star match ability, that kind of crap. Um, that said, do we open up Pandora? Does this open up Pandora's box to where does this cutoff come off at? Like, like because there's so many of their top stars are very diminutive. They're very short. They they don't weigh over two hundred pounds. Some of them, um, you know. So does that? What differentiates? Um, of course, I can't think of one at the moment. Well, because, Finn, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Thank you, Finn Balor. AJ. AJ? AJ, yeah. That's what's kind of weird about it. It seems like in the WWE, we're in a post-weight class world where you can have big guys fighting small guys. That's my only worry. You know what I mean, Glenn? That's that's my only concern is that that, that they just worked so hard to finally get rid of that. Bigger is not better, um, you know, type of thinking. And just better is better. You know, if you're good, you can go. You're going to get a shot. You keep getting a shot and people are behind you. They're paying tickets to see you. Cool. We'll keep pushing you. That was that was fun to watch, and that's going against someone like myself. Um, like if I was still in today's business, that would go against me. That would hurt me. I wouldn't want to see that personally, but as a fan, I do. And I think this ultimately, if they push it too hard, won't be good because it's going to keep pointing fingers at these guys being at the top or very small. They only weigh this. They're only that, and I just don't think you need to do that. I like the X division because of that. By the way, no weight, no limits you know, whatever that gimmick was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's a good point, but yeah. Call the style I mean, different. Maybe. I don't know. Base it on the style. I don't know. Not the weight. 
But it's cool to see guys. I mean, the WWE has sort of embraced this in recent years saying, you know, they're creating superheroes. And, and that's part of what makes comic books so much fun is that you, you'll see sometimes, you know, these fights and you'll see Spider-Man versus the thing, you know, or the Hulk. And it's right. like different styles, totally different looks, totally different, you know, uh, shapes and sizes. And I think with wrestling, I think that's entertaining too. You know, if they could put on a credible match with it, you know, it's not like you have El Torito out there taking on Braun. To Stroke. us, it is. To yeah. the common fan, I don't think it is. I don't think Sally's mom is, is getting high off watching that. I don't think she could give a well, crap. Well, she's just like Sally's mom, just like shirtless men, because you know Sally's right. dad left a couple years ago, and let's face it, she's not getting any younger, and she needs her thrills where she can get them. Yeah, I think even whether it's MMA, anything, even UFC, they have weight classes for a reason. You know, you put uh, a big show against Finn Balor. It it looks at some point it looks ridiculous. You know, big show selling for Balor and and getting his butt kicked by Balor. Um, So, I I mean, I always thought it would be an interesting idea to try out weight division. Like you have three weight classes, like middleweight, light, you know, cruiserweight and heavyweight. And then kind of and, and treat those titles equal like UFC does. And and you have right. your own storylines within those. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really good point. When you have so many top guys that could be in this cruiserweight division, what is going to be the uh, basically how are the cruiserweights going to be treated from those guys? Do they kind of graduate out of the cruiserweight division if they feel like they're right. a main event talent? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's weird to bring that distinction back, you know, at, at this stage in the game. Um, so yes. let's talk about the the main event where we had Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage. Now, this ended with uh, both men escaping the cage, but Roman escaped first, uh, winning by, I think, what was it, a second over Owens. Then uh, Rusev came down. Relocked the cage. Rollins came down, jumped off the cage. Um, I, I felt like th- this was a case of, of really amping it up for the main event, which they I feel like they haven't kind of picked up momentum to this crazy climax, um, which, I, which I liked compared to how it's gone in weeks past where it's felt like Raw sort of petered out. But uh, Matt, what did you think of the, the match and the ending to the show? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was a great match, actually. Um, pay-per-view quality match. Um, I love the transition. I mean, I don't get why Roman gets booed on a personal day. I mean, I get why he gets booed because, you know, he got shut down everybody, our throats as a baby face. You need to cheer him. I tell you what to cheer for. Cheer him now. Kind of crap that Vince put out there. I get that. He was shut down our throats. Great. Get over it because he's talented. He's very good in the ring. He's improved immensely. We say time and time again, it feels like. But tonight he stepped up again. Did you see the transitions into his Superman punch tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Holy crap. Did you they, let me tell you for them for Kevin Dunn to have the confidence to run the slow-mo of the Superman punch of him jumping off the top rope while Owens was on the top rope says a lot to me. It says that he his punches are spot on perfect. Some of the best in the business. It's not easy to throw a punch, guys, by the way. Um not a good one. Um and he's just he's just improved immensely. I, I don't know what else the you know, fans need to see from him, but Again, it's, 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 on, it's on the booking. It's on the booking. I understand this. And uh, they should have made him heal a long time ago. Ad nausea. We've said that many times. Um, but I thought it was a great, I thought it was a good match. Um, he definitely – the fans are going to say, oh, great, Reigns is back and he's winning again. Oh, here we go again. We've seen this. Uh, and they're partially correct, but he needed to go over tonight because of last night's booking – or last week's booking. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it'll drive me. You know, when people boo Reigns and whatever, uh, I, I'm like, I get it. Like, like you said, it. Uh, he was pushed down people's throats. Uh, his promos aren't great. His character is just all over the place. Um, 
because they keep trying to change him to what they feel like will work as opposed to just letting him be what he feels his character is and going from there. Uh, but when people say he sucks in the ring or he only has yeah. like three moves, it's like, dude, the guy has had a good match on every pay-per-view. Like I feel like he's been on uh, in, in, for as long as I can remember, yeah. and he busts his ass. He has these great matches on Raw. It's like I said last week. I'm, I'm I think he's better than Dean Ambrose right now. He is. And, uh, he is better than the ring. The name. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And so people uh, will be up in arms about that. I'm sure. But you're right. <laughs> and anytime you say anything good about Reigns, uh, they're up in arms. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, he's not moving ratings. Uh, if you're not booking him at the top, why not experiment with turning him heel? Yes. Let them get the, yeah. and we talk, we've talked about this so many times, but let the fans get it out of their system. Let <laughs> Roman find himself. And you can always go back. There's no, especially where they are at now. He's not headlining their shows. Do it. What? Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Uh, I, you know, I'm just happy anytime there's a match in a steel cage. I think a steel cage or ladders greatly enhance Ooh. any match. So we, 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 sorry, we, we can't roll through this. Uh, obviously, the very end, Seth Rollins, huge pop, huge oh, baby yeah. face pop. I'm excited as a Seth Rollins fan to see him as a baby face and seeing them putting him in positions to be hitting cool. I, I know people don't like see wrestlers. They don't think wrestlers like myself like watching guys just do cool moves with no psychology. Guess what? Sometimes we do. Um, sometimes I like just seeing high spots and seeing athleticism with crap that I can't do, starring Seth Rollins. He is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought jumping <clears throat> off the cage was great. I thought that was one of the best notes to end, to end Raw on it in was. quite some time. And was, get him over exciting. as a baby face. It, it, it was perfect to do it that way. And that's why I like the whole steel cage thing. Again, I, I don't see how else they could have done it. Because having Owens, I mean, I guess you could have had Owens beat Reigns again after Rusev. You don't like seeing a champ lose. We know this. I think everyone gets, yeah. Yeah, but but it, for what they did, for for Rollins, for doing the spot where Rollins comes out and makes a save, it was great having the cage out there. So uh, the way they did it was was fine by me. I think they have a lot of confidence in Kevin staying and Kevin keeping his heat. Sorry, Glenn. Um, him keeping his heat because he was not the one. It was Rusev who was putting the most damage on uh, Reigns. You know, if they were worried about the champ keeping his heat, trust me, it would have been him getting his steam back after Rusev maybe hits a big move and then Kevin takes a bunch of cheap shots and puts him in his finisher kind of thing. And then it goes off the air. It looks like it's going to go off the air. Then Seth hits. But that's not how it went down. It was all about Rusev. So that tells me not that Rusev's the main guy, like people probably think that means it's not. It tells me that they have more confidence than we think they do in uh, Kevin Owens getting his steam back and being the type of champion and heel that they want him to be. Yeah, I, I just feel like since he's not established, it's not really establishing more before you're beating him. But like I said, I yes, mean, this this week it's they it's, booked themselves in a, in a corner with that. Yes. <laughs> Well, that being said, your prediction for Clash of the Champions, uh, who walks mm-hmm. out of there, Rollins or Owens as the universal champion, Matt? Ah, uh, man. Uh, as a fan, I'd like to see Rollins win, but I, I, no. Owens, these are my two favorite guys on Raw. Like, you asked <laughs> me to pick between my two favorite kids or something. No. Uh, Owens by a smidgen, I want to see win more. Yeah. Raj? Uh, I, would, I would say I, I, you got to – you got to say Owens leaves with the title. Now they could always do they could always do a DQ or something, uh, because 
you don't want this feud to end now. So I'm, I'm guessing yeah. it'll last another pay-per-view. So you could have Rollins defeat Owens by countout or DQ. Triple H comes out or something, and then mm. it, it leads to the rematch. Because uh, I think they got Hell in a Cell next month, right? That's their next pay-per-view. I believe that's next I believe so. They're October is, is that pay-per-view. A- that the, the raw that's a raw show so yeah because because smackdown is no mercy so uh it makes sense for them to have if, if you have triple h interfere then you have the match in the cage so there can be no interference and yeah October but, Raj, i think you may have just called it that might yeah that's yeah. feasible very feasible yeah. yeah um well so that's the thing so i know you predicted earlier you know with charlotte keeping the belt the clash of the champion so I don't think are we going to have a pay per view where nothing changes hands, or do you think one of the tag belts or the U.S. tag belts, tag belts? That's my prediction. Mm, they don't need them. They don't need them. One of these days they're going to wake up and realize it. I, I feel like they kind of given up on Gallows and Anderson, though. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know who would be next, but uh, shining I, I stars did. clearly. <laughs> here's what. Okay, duh. Here's what's going to happen. This is why, and you'll agree with this, Raj. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, our, our guys, um, come on, Anderson and I'm horrible. Gallows and uh, Anderson. Gallows and Anderson go over because they're the ones that are going to end up dropping the title to Zoe and Cass. So this needs to happen, and they're going to pull the trigger on it this weekend. All right, or at the pay per view. Sorry. I, I think uh, still. I think uh, Reigns beats Rusev. I, th- I think that could be the title change we could see this weekend. Ooh, I could see that. I don't want to see that, but I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've been they've been giving us so much with that storyline. Like something something needs to happen. That's, that's a little monumental, in it, which is my prediction. Uh, but of course, we here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, Raj, Matt, and Vince Russo will be here Sunday night after the pay per view ends to talk about everything that happens at Clash of the Champions. Uh, I myself will be back here Wednesday with David Bixenspan to discuss SmackDown Live and the results of that show. Matt, I can see you just want to say it. You just want to blurt it out. He's bypassing this. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, cool, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cool. So any final thoughts before we wrap up? Anything you want to plug, Matt? Yes, uh, just my Instagram and Twitter, at BP Matt Morgan. You guys want to buy some very good supplements that actually work and give you muscles as big as mine, go to 5percentnutrition.com. Pick up your supplements from them. Cool. Raj, anything people should look for on the site in the coming days? It's going to be a busy week uh, this weekend, so you know, make sure to stay tuned. Cool. Well, so on behalf of us all, you can check out, find out where to follow us on Twitter by checking out the show notes. If you like the show, leave a comment, leave a rating, subscribe on YouTube or on iTunes, and we will see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Take care. <laughs>